Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertel, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertel. Who dat? And welcome back to another episode of the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Ertel. On Sunday afternoon, our boys from the Bayou beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-9 to improve to 7-1. This is now their sixth straight win and first win with Drew Brees back in the starting lineup. Before we get into the game, let's look around the division. The Saints are still in first and take a commanding three-game lead on the Carolina Panthers. The Saints are now 7-1. And Carolina is 4-3 and three after their dominating loss to the 49ers. They lost 51-13. The Bucks also fell to 2-5 after a controversial call in Tennessee. They lost 27-23 and set at third place in the NFC South. And, of course, in last place, the Falcons sit at 1-7 after their 27-20 loss to Seattle. It wasn't actually close at all. They came back late, but it was trash time. Seattle dominated this football game. Let's get into the stats of the game. Drew Brees returned for his first game back. He threw 43 passes, completed 34 of those for 373 yards and a touchdown and one interception to the great Patrick Peterson. Drew showed the world why he returned a week early and he was really confident in that. His short passes looked great. He looked great downfield. He was gunslinging the ball uh, and he was definitely confident in all those throws. Who was the happiest he's back is Michael Thomas, who had 11 catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. He definitely won that matchup against Patrick Peterson, the future Hall of Famer. Star tailback Alvin Kamara has missed the past two games, but that hasn't been a problem for the Saints that Latavius Murray has stepped up immensely. His past two games, he's carried over 100 yards both games and scored in both. Against the Cardinals, he had 21 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. He also had 9 receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. And that was actually his first career receiving touchdown. He's definitely definitely proven himself in this offense. And he showed he should be able to get some more carries when Kamara comes back and have a larger role on this team. You know who else has a large role in the offense? Quarterback three, Taysom Hill. He had his third receiving touchdown on the season. And stay with me now. He has more receiving touchdowns than Tyler Boyd, Odell Beckham Jr., Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Cooks, Le'Veon Bell, Zach Ertz, DJ Moore, Tariq Cohen, Robbie Anderson, Randall Cobb, and D.D. Westbrook. That's not a, a crappy list. That's a real good list of solid NFL players, and he has more touchdowns than all of them. He said in the offseason he wants to be a quarterback, but he's dang good at all the positions, so Saints are finding a way to get him the ball and just fill in that void at the pass catcher position with Traycon Smith out and Jared Cook also out. On the defensive side of the ball, DeMario Davis led the team in tackles with eight. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had a big day. He had five tackles, he had a tackle for loss, two passes defensed, and he only allowed two receptions on the future first ballot Hall of Famer, Larry Fitzgerald. So he's filled in that slot position role really well with P.J. Williams out. And P.J. Williams will be back next week, but it'll be interesting to see who's going to start at that position because Chauncey has been playing so well there. And maybe PJ's on the trade block. PJ's been playing solid, but Chauncey's been that much better than him. One of my keys to the game were 
The Saints needed to get pressure on Kyler Murray, but keep him in the pocket so he can't scramble out and extend those plays. He did a few times, but they did a pretty good job in keeping him in the pocket. They sacked him four times. Cameron Jordan was credited with one. Anya Mata had one. And Shai Tuttle has first career sack. But one was just given to no one because he kind of gave, gave himself up after he fumbled and just went to the ground. So four sacks on Kyler Murray is a big plus for them with the Cardinals offense line only averaging to give up three sacks a game. The whole NFL world, the eyes were on Drew Brees, the future Hall of Famer. Thursday at practice, he went into Sean Payton's office and he said, hey, I'm back. I'm playing. And Sean Payton said, okay, if, if you're confident, you're good. You're good. Um, he said earlier in the week that he wasn't 100%, but he's a football player. He's competitive. He wants to get in there. He wants to go make plays with his team. He's had to sit out six weeks and watch Bridgewater kind of take over this team and watch them have be so successful. It's been hard for him to sit on the sideline and watch. He put up monster numbers for, you could say, his debut back from tearing a ligament in his throwing hand. And gripping that football is a lot tougher without the strength in your thumb. So he put up big numbers for having that. But earlier on in the game, it looked like the offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders. They were successful. They were driving down the field. They were getting to the red zone. They missed a, P- they missed a field goal by Will Lutz. And that's his third miss in two games. Hopefully that juju goes away. Uh, doesn't keep that Chicago turf on his cleats any longer of missed field goals. But the offense is moving the ball well earlier on in the half. They only had 10 points in the first half, but they were getting down the field. That They stalled a few times. They had a punt, and they had seven points taken off the board at halftime because Drew rolled out to his left. It was a questionable holding call with no time left. Drew was being the competitor he is and went for it. Was Didn't want the field goal. Went, wanted the touchdown. Threw it deep to Dan Earl. It was a touchdown, but it got called back because the Toronto Armstead hold on Chandler Jones. It was a questionable call, but yet points were wiped off the board, and they went to halftime only up by four, even though the game seemed like it was all New Orleans. Coming out of the half, the Saints offense just started to hit on all cylinders. It wasn't even close after halftime. They kind of ran away with it. Latavius Murray had a touchdown. Uh, Drew Brees threw a pass to Taysom Hill for a touchdown, and he found Michael Thomas as well. And the score ended up not being close, 31-9, and that pretty much did it for the game. Drew Brees made some big-time throws in this game, big ones to Ted Ginn, big, big ones to Mike Evans. He used the receivers he had in the field, even though he didn't have a ton of receivers, with Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, and also Traquan Smith out. There is a need for a pass catcher, and the Saints have been calling around the league looking for a pass catcher. I am confident they might make a move. The deadline is Tuesday. They for sure need another big-time receiver catching passes for them. Whether that's Jared Cook having a bigger role or even Traquan Smith getting back healthy. and we're, He was showing flashes of being a potential big-time wide receiver too before he went down in Los Angeles with that ankle injury. But they're, the Saints need definitely need a pass catcher in that offense. Holding it down as usual though, Michael Thomas had 11 catches this in this week's game. And he is on pace to break Marvin Harrison's 2002 reception record which was 143. Michael Thomas is actually on pace for 146. In that 2002 season, Marvin Harrison had 69 catches through eight weeks, and Michael Thomas right now is sitting at 73 catches this season, and that's also with a backup quarterback coming in and playing six of those games. That's exactly why you pay a wide receiver, can't guard Mike, $100 million. I know we're all super happy that Drew's back, but it when Teddy was in, it proved a lot of this team and how deep they actually are and how good this team is that they don't need their Hall of Fame quarterback to win games and win them big time and like dominate in, the, dominate in those trenches. 
And that's why they've been winning these games is because they've been winning the trenches, they've been winning the offensive line battles, and they've been winning the defensive battles. And they've even been without Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook for two or three of those games. I don't think there's any team in the league where you can take their quarterback out of the lineup, their running back out of the lineup, and their tight end out of the lineup. And they still go into a team like Chicago and beat them in Chicago pretty easily. This team's deep, and it's been kind of a next-man-up mentality all season with Teddy Bridgewater, Chauncey Garner-Johnson coming in the slot, and Latavius Murray taking over that running back role for a couple weeks. And he's definitely shown Sean Payton, hey, I'm a baller too. Give me the ball too. So I think that's big time for when Kamara and Jared Cook come back. They can put a lot of the carries on Latavius Murray too because Kamara's been banged up with that ankle, and he's been out a couple weeks with his knee. It's minor little things, but it's because Kamara's touches are so high. And Latavius has, has had 25-plus touches the past two games, and he's been dominant. So when Kamara comes back, they, they can share the ball with Latavius. They can do the Mark Ingram and Kamara thing. Latavius has proven he's he's just about as good as Mark Ingram in this offense. I'm not saying he's Mark Ingram, but he's he's doing what Mark Ingram did in this offense. He's grounding the ball hard, and he's, he can take some of those carries away from Kamara to save Kamara's body so to last him longer in the season. This offense is just really, really fun to watch. I enjoyed watching this offense, especially with Kamara and Cook out and Traquan out. It's just fun to see this offense grow and adapt to being down personnel and still dominating teams like the Cardinals, who aren't even that bad. They've, they were kind of banged up on in the backfield, but they're dominating teams. Last year around this time, they were beating teams 45-10, 55-0, games like that. But we're just seeing how good this team is because they're grinding out wins. They're dominating the trenches. They're not blowing teams out. They haven't definitely haven't hit their peak yet, and they won't peak too early. They're just grinding out wins. They've had dominant wins. They've grinded out wins. This team has proven it's one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Another reason they've been so good is that defense is raw. When Teddy Two Gloves took over, they knew they had to step up and they had to win some games for this team. And you know what? They probably won all the games for this team because they just dominated. It's This is the second game this season where they haven't given up a touchdown, and that's big for a team. The Saints, every game will score more than nine points. If, if When Drew Brees is back, even with Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to score more than nine points every game against any defense. Why they've been so good Starting off on the D-line, that D-line's been dominant. Marcus, they've been able to rotate eight guys, and those eight guys are just getting pressure, and they're fresh. Marcus Davenport is having a monster season. Cameron Jordan as well, monster season. Rankins is holding down that run game, and they are just they can sub in players. Like, we saw Mario Edwards coming for a play, and he blew up the pocket, and it ended up turning to a sack. He didn't get credit for it, but he was knocked down. But we've seen this defense rally around the leadership of Demario Davis. He kind of took control of the team when Drew Brees went down and they've rallied around that and they've rallied around the fact that they need to be the best unit on this team and they have been. The secondary play has been second to none. It's been very good. I will, I'm not going to say great. It's been very good, stingy at times, but Marshawn Lattimore has been playing lights out. Across from him, Eli Apple has been playing very, very well. The best football he's played in the NFL He's going on a contract year, so a big year for him. And we got a little scare with him last week when looked like he maybe towards ACL, but it was a hyperextended knee. He was back and practicing fully in two days, and he played very well in the game against the Cardinals. He had a pass defensed. 
And the first game, Ken Crawley was actually has has been active for the Saints, just for the reason of just in case Eli Apple didn't feel well and that knee was kind of hurting him. If the defense can keep up this dominance and the offense can look like how it looked in the second half against the Cardinals, there's no team beating this team. They've been fighting with injuries. They have a bye week this, coming up this week. So hopefully next week they can get healthy, they can get some players back, maybe make a move at the deadline for a pass catcher or another position. But this team, it looks dominant. The Saints need to enjoy this bye week. Sean Payton said that he's going to do the Andy Reid approach and keep the team away from football maybe a little bit this week. So they can have a practice off or two and maybe do some team bonding things off the field. When they come back from the bye, they will have the tanking 1-7 Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. They need to get business done. But first off, it's time for rest and healing for the New Orleans Saints. And that about does it for this week's episode. I appreciate all y'all tuning in, showing love for me on Twitter, at Brendan underscore Ertle. The trade deadline looms tomorrow. I'll keep you guys updated on some of the names on my Twitter that the Saints are looking at. And if they do make a move, I'll get an emergency podcast up. But I appreciate y'all. Keep showing love. Who dat?